Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm or also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. And today we're going to continue celebrating the Christmas season and all the good things happening in Marion County, specifically in Columbia, Mississippi. Joining us is Miss Lori Watts. She's president. President of the Marion County Development Partnership, and Miss Trisha Brewer. She is the owner of the Marion Theater, which has recently been renovated. So, hey, ladies. Hello. Hi, how are you? Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. I know you guys have really gotten the season kicked off. You had your beautiful Christmas parade last night. If they're watching at Super Talk TV, they see a wonderful photo of the parade from up top. So, how was the turnout? It was great. Yeah, people lined the streets for quite a uh, Quite a distance had a had a really good turnout. Well, that's great, and the so the festivities don't stop. So, Lori, let's start with you. What are all the good things happening um, in and around Columbia over the next couple of weeks? Well, tonight we have our um, premiere of our live nativity this year. So, every Friday and Saturday night at 7 p.m., we will be presenting the live nativity. This is the drama that happens across the rooftops on the buildings along our main street uh, with beautiful lighting and uh, the characters from the nativity story in um, um, costume and walking down um, Main Street to the in front of the courthouse. It's always a favorite of people. It's a it's a great event for our um, residents as well as visitors who come to, to see that. And then next weekend we have the Clydesdale horses coming to give buggy rides. That's a favorite of our community. They collaborate with our local fire department to for a fundraiser so it's great and that's a beautiful thing as well to ride through the um, beautiful lights in the downtown area on the horse uh, and buggy drawn by the Clydesdale so that's a lot of fun as well well tonight there'll be a donkey Will they have a live donkey going for the live nativity? I think that there are some live animals in the nativity, absolutely. And we also have a guest narrator, a very famous Mississippi voice that I can't tell until after it debuts. But it's someone that people will certainly recognize across our state. So we're excited about that. So if we want to get uh, a little ahead of tonight in terms of maybe what's the best time to get there, Lori, how to park, where to set up, are there any pro tips for that? 
Absolutely. So there are several parking uh, lots uh, and churches that are near Main Street. Um, there's a large parking lot directly behind our city hall, so you can uh, get directions to city hall, and there will be plenty of parking behind that. I would ar- I would recommend arriving uh, at least by 6:30 or so, so that you can be on hand for that beginning. And it, the presentation is actually about 30 minutes. So following that, there we have amusement rides going on. The stores are open for shopping. We've got some food trucks downtown. We have our famous Grinch train that's been running for several years that will also be operating at that time. So lots of fun things going on tonight. But, Tricia, if we want to catch a movie, it sounds like uh, the Marion Theater is the place to be or, I guess, catch a show. So tell us about uh, the Marion Theater. Uh, yes, uh, we um, reopened the theater uh, in June of 2012, so we've been open for about 11 years now. Uh, we really look forward to these Christmas things, um, events. They bring a lot of customers downtown, and uh, a lot of them didn't even know the theater existed. So, I mean, it's great, you know, that we see people from far away, and they return as return customers, and to do uh, to to enjoy the holiday spirit as well. We're, we're showing Chris, uh, White Christmas this week uh you know everybody loves that with bing crosby and all the wonderful danny k yeah Yeah, it's it's a really good movie so y'all come on down and um come see the movie first and maybe go enjoy the town or do the opposite way see a little bit of the town and come see the movie you know that that is so special for our main streets and downtowns the ones that have preserved or chosen to renovate historic theaters because look there's nothing wrong with the imax and going to see the you know the blockbusters on the big screens and sort of all that but there is just something so charming about seeing a, you know, an older movie or a classic or just a movie in general, kind of in a smaller, more intimate setting in a, a redone sort of historic site. So, Tricia, when y'all renovated the theater, did you get to keep as much character or personality as possible, you know, from from its roots? Uh, well, the, the theater originally was built in 1936, and it was kind of an Art Deco design. I've seen some pictures from maybe more of the 50s and 60s when they remodeled it a little bit. Uh, we tried to keep it as close as we could uh, to what we had, um, uh, but uh, it's. I mean, we uh, updated to all digital equipment. So my business partner and I, um, he is uh, Tony Wandell. Uh, we remodeled the whole thing. We basically had to gut it. You know, and just redid all you know the chairs and everything, and bought new digital equipment, and and so it's modern, uh, but um, it has a home feel to it. You know, people. That's what a lot of people say. They come and they just feel like they're comfortable there, and they don't have. You know, it's it, we keep our prices low because we wanted to give back to the community, and we do play first run movies. It's not always older. We usually play first run movies, but we throw in a, a an old classic like White Christmas every once in a while. To, <laughs> bring in some some good cheer and uh so we we try to be flexible in booking movies and try to play all kinds of stuff for everybody so um come on down so are y'all open what's your schedule i know right now it's kind of geared towards the christmas and the great events going on in columbia the next couple of like nights or weekends but on a regular basis if folks just want to get out visit mississippi stretch their legs and see some things after during the christmas holidays where can they find you know special showings um, well, uh, right now, um, it's, uh, 
a lot of the movies that are coming out. We have uh, uh, White Christmas, of course. And on playing on the other side is an Angel Studios film called The Shift, which is basically a uh, a retelling of the story of Job. And then um, then next week uh, we're going to get Wonka. And uh, for the week of Christmas, I think we we have a choice between Migration or Aquaman. We're trying to figure out which one we play first and then play one later. So, I mean, since we only have two screens, you know, sometimes we're not like those megaplexes where they can play a bunch of movies at the same time. We kind of have to choose. But, um, yeah, we always, uh, you could go to uh, moviesatthemarion.com and check out our showtimes. Uh, I also have a Facebook page, and, and I'm always posting stuff about movies coming up and, you know, what we got down the pike and uh, hopefully that we can book. And, and so we just try to keep uh, mainly first-run movies and try to, uh, accommodate the people of this town and around. How and many they do a great job, Rebecca. They really, it amazes me. I look over at the marquee and there's a, you know, the movie that is all the rage and it's opening today and I'll look over there and the Marion has it. It's a great thing for our small town. It's awesome. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking, uh, Trisha, this is a great, like, birthday party setup. Can folks, like, rent it out for private parties or do y'all have specials for things like that? Uh, well, we have a uh, small little game room area. We tried doing birthday parties, you know, where they would go in there, but it was it's really kind of small. But we'll do special deals if you get a large enough group. We do school groups all the time uh, during uh, this time of year. Like right now I have six, I think, school groups next week. <laughs> I had one this morning, at, and we usually do them in the morning before our regular hours How start. How fun. But, yeah, and we give them, they do a special deal for ten dollars with a ticket and a kit pack, and and they just love it. So oh, they do. That's so cool. Yeah. And these yeah. are the special things you find in your downtown and your main streets, and why we encourage people all the time to sort of check those things out. And then also all the hard work that the rest of partnerships and organizations put in to make those beautiful lights and the Christmas events that are going on. Lori, I know Columbia is just really well known for the lights that come downtown and the Christmas cheer that's happening and that hadn't changed this year huh that's right so it is our presentation is a little different this year you know we we don't have the ice skating that we've had for the last few years but we do still have the lights and the music and the live nativity and activities for kids and shopping and food and so there's still a lot of things to uh, enjoy in Columbia for at Christmas time we also have a new website it's visit com and a Facebook page that is visit Columbia MS. So scheduling and things that are happening on the weekends, any special events that we have, people can catch up with them there and uh, keep up with what's going on and what's scheduled at different times. All righty. Well, I appreciate your time, ladies. I'm praying for you guys good weather this weekend. May all the things go well and Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, Rebecca. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. You guys stick with this. we got more for you coming up next. And stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. 
bells ring Are you listening in the lane? We appreciate you for listening to Good Things. You can stream us live over at supertalk.fm. You can also stream us from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But on Tuesday, you'll find Middays with Gerard Gibbert. He will be live at the Mississippi Blood Services off of Lakeland Boulevard in Flowood. So help Mississippi Blood Services celebrate the season of giving. Give blood now through December the 16th to receive a holiday T-shirt sponsored by Priority One Bank, the best gift this holiday can't be found under a tree, so donate blood today. And today, I feel like, I guess, I might owe my husband an apology. Maybe. Maybe. I guess the it, the jury is still out because there needs to be more information collected on our childhood experiences when it comes to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. If you were listening a few days ago, I threw him and my mother-in-law under the bus for not being raised right, because when we set to watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the the original, in my opinion, the original, um, my husband looked at me like a deer in headlights and said he'd never seen this before, but he claims to have seen Rudolph before, but doesn't remember this particular one. I thought he was lying about having ever seen it and that his mo- that my mother-in-law had completely missed the boat and raising her child right. But come to find out, he may be right. Yeah, apparently the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer rabbit hole just keeps going because I did a little digging because I was curious. And there are no less than five different edits to the Rankin Bass Productions, the stop motion animation version of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, which is the original. Which, if you were raised, what in the especially in the seventies, eighties, came out in the sixties. So yeah, anytime 70s, after 80s. the sixties, and you know what we're talking about. It's the one with the abominable snowman, Misfit Island. I mean, it's terrible animation, but great at that time. So we're not talking about like a remake of Rudolph. We're no. talking about where they move slow and Santa's a butthole. Like that's pretty much you know <laughs> with the with the paper trees for yes. the intro and, and, stuff. and all that. So I guess we all have the one. That we saw or think that we saw, but apparently, so is that so? It's the same movie but with different scenes, kinda. The original is the closest to, I guess, what was intended, but it still had certain scenes missing, like Santa in the original promised the misfit toys that they could come along for his, his yearly ride, but that was never shown. So when it was replayed in following years, they edited one of the songs and replaced it. They cut certain parts of songs out for commercial time. They took out the the scene for the Peppermint Mine with Yukon Cornelius, which is the version I saw because I vividly remember as a kid watching it going, why is he licking his pickaxe? You can't find silver and gold by licking it. No, he was looking for peppermints. The scene where he's looking for peppermint was cut out of the version I saw. <sighs> I remember that. But I thought yeah, it was just were, weird. There was the original 64 broadcast. Then you had the edits that were made, and it, they, they kind of lump them all together, but there were about five or six different edits made from 65 to 97. So there's a lot of different variations there in that long time period. If you could have seen one movie one year and the next year watched the same movie, apparently, but it was different. So is the because if you do catch these on TV, which would be the original Rudolph, Frosty, any of those, they're short. They're like less than an hour um, from from start to finish. And so I guess that would lend itself to maybe the editing part. But 
can you go back and can you find like the original uncut unedit or they or is there does that not exist? That is that has been the the goal of the rights holders since the mid to late nineties. They've been trying to put together the most complete iteration of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, so that you don't have all this. Well, this song's missing, or this song's cut in half, or this scene's missing, or the credits aren't here, or this and that and the other. So yes, as of 2019, Freeform airs the unedited original as close as they can get Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because the version that we ended up streaming that my husband says he's never seen also did not have the peppermint I don't remember how seeing the peppermint mine the peppermint mine sort of in there which that was not in the original it was supposed to be and was added later but then it was cut out, so it's like, okay, which which one are we watching now? So now I feel like i got to go home. We need to have a, a deeper Rudolph conversation. Like, which scenes do you remember? Which ones are the same? But for him, he remembered some of the characters, but there was a lot of it that just was, you know, fuzzy, which you gave him the benefit of the doubt, too, that you don't necessarily watch it as intently as you, as you did. And if it helps the argument anymore, you've got four main franchises that, you had in that stop motion animation style that were the Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. You had Rudolph, you had Frosty, you had the Little Drummer Boy, and you had Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Each one of those has edits and sequels and cuts. Wow, mind yeah. blown! Today, years old. Did they do the same to Frosty? We have not watched that. Is on our still on our list to get done this holiday season? We have not seen Frosty yet. Frosty has had some edits done for time so that they can fit more commercials in. But most of those edits involve speeding up animation or speeding up dialogue, not actually cutting full songs and scenes. But if you think about, like, if you see the two and you can even buy, like, the DVD set, like the Frosty movie feels like it came a little later when technology was a little better because the animation, even though it's new, I mean, older to us, what we would appreciate now, it's still better than the original Rudolph. I mean, that is legit you know someone moved it stopped it you know and to, to make it that's almost the difference like, a half a decade can make because yes. the rudolph the red-nosed reindeer original was 1964 little drummer boy original was 1968 frosty the snowman the original was 1969 and santa claus is coming to town the original was 1970 and, and the production just got better i the original rudolph to me looks like if you were ever a kid and you, you were taught how to draw like the head and then draw the head and the neck and then draw the head the neck the feet then draw the head the neck the feet whatever like on the um like on something you can flip like a like uh cards or something and then you were able flip book and then you were able to sort of do that and then watch it come together or then take the steps and, and do the whole thing and oh my gosh the time energy and attention to that but that goes back to like all of the classic um cartoons that we also enjoy the ones that came on on saturday morning i know we were at the tail end of of that sort of time uh frame rhino when we came in but that's how they drew cartoons back in the day like they had to do frame by frame by frame by frame by frame and the amount of detail is just unfathomable to it now it's a different same talent it's still talent but it's a uh, it's a different level of intentionality than to a certain extent i mean you do still have hand-drawn animation being produced around the world that is of an exceedingly high quality, but you do also have artists that are utilizing more 
computer animation or computer assisted animation. There's there's even a push now in in some circles for AI generated animation where you could have and this is this is something that it gets a little wonky but it also opens up doors for creativity in ways you couldn't imagine. For example, say you've got a, a group of friends, say you're your high schoolers, your college age, you you've got the creative juices flowing and you want to shoot a movie. Well, you've got a really good camera with your iPhone, but you don't have thousands of dollars to spend on props and sets and locations and all this kind of lighting and all that. You can literally just film you and your buddies doing the motions of, say, a medieval knight fighting on horseback. And then use AI to paint over it and make you look like you're a medieval knight on horseback. And you can put together a movie like that. Is it okay if I find that creepy? A little bit. Okay. But also cool at the same time, but then also really strange and... Like any new technology, there are... It's a double-edged sword. It it can lead to a brighter future with more opportunities than you could possibly imagine. And it can be taken to some pretty dark places. Mm -hmm. Which was where our marriage was headed when I thought that he hadn't watched Rudolph the (laughs) Red-Nosed Reindeer. (laughs) I just feel like it's a rite of passage. You You should not make it to adulthood without at least having seen it. I get it if it's not your style now. But what's cool to me is is kids, though, they still really gravitate towards it, especially the littles. So we have a 11 and 4. The 4-year-old was just, it held her attention so much more. I think you have to pay attention where you could tell the 11-year-old, well, she's 11, but then it's less entertaining because it's a slower, kind of harder uh Cartoon, I guess, whatever, just yeah. animation is what I'm looking for to sort of stick with. But still, I think everybody should be forced to sit down and watch it at least once. But it's good to know that there are multiple versions out there. So if you are having that argument at home, too, just know you just don't have all the information and your spouse may or may not be fibbing. So, But speaking of movies, it's Friday. So hang tight. we got Tanya coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Snowman on Rudolph? No. Okay, it's it's Godzilla. <laughs> oh, I got it right. 
right. I knew that. All right. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, you can watch us on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. It's Friday, so we got Tanya in the house to talk movies. And I was just sharing with you that I've seen so many great reviews of a Godzilla. I guess it's the one, whatever the name of it Minus is. Minus one. Minus yeah. one. It's one of the best movies of 2023. Everybody's like, get out. and like They're really making a rush, a groundswell of like, you need to go see this movie. Well, that's crazy. I mean, just because it's one of those movies that I haven't heard a whole lot about. And it came in number three last week behind Beyonce and the Hunger Games, which Hunger Games has been out for a couple of weeks. So so if you want to see and I think it's a limited release. So I think if you want to see it, you need to get out and see it in the the theater. I will wait till it comes on some form of streaming. But now a movie that I would have not watched at all. I'm like, oh, all these nerds are telling me to get out and go watch it. I need to see. (laughs) I want to see what it's about. And there's no really new release this weekend i mean no big one so it has a shot if word of mouth works and social media uh that maybe it will be number one this weekend we'll take full credit for it tanya we will (laughs) yes but it was something that i did find interesting beyonce of course was number one she brought in 21 million dollars which is not shabby but when taylor's movie concert movie came out she had 97 million so i think that kind of tells who's the more global uh, box office winner. I would take the royalties off of either. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, you know, this is Beyonce's first weekend. She's got plenty mm-hmm. of time. And people like me, I'm going to go see it, but I just didn't want to go first weekend because I knew it would be crowded. Didn't um, you go to the Taylor Swift one pretty much by yourself? I did, and I was the only person in the theater, <laughs> and I loved it. That's awesome. <laughs> I did it on purpose because I did not want to see it with other people. I did not want to risk having to interact with anybody, like somebody give me a friendship bracelet. I didn't want any part of that. I just wanted to go see her concert. That's funny. But what a cool way to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it was very good. I enjoyed it. What else have you been seeing? Well, the big new release this weekend is called The Oath. Um, this is uh, one of those movies about, it's actually a story from the Book of Mormon. Um, and so it's PG-13, kind of violent. Um, it's got Billy Zane in it from Titanic. I think it's probably what everybody knows him from. He's a bad guy in this one, and he was a bad guy in that one. Um, but it's just um, about a fugitive that is trying to pre- preserve um, his people's history um, while he's being hunted um, or in um, on the run. Um, so it, it's one of those movies that I think if you like action period pieces, I think you'll like this one. One of the cool things, though, the director uh, and producer and writer of this movie, his name is Dar- Darren Scott. And about a month before he started filming this movie, he almost died in a water accident of some nature. Um, and so he said that when he came back and, you know, realized he had another chance, he felt even more motivated to tell the story. So um, I just thought that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So it, and it it's PG-13 because of the violent content. Um, but this weekend, as far as theaters go, you have a unique opportunity to get out there catch and up. see a bunch of movies. Well, catch up on what's already there, but also a lot of old classics are being re-released. Um, Love Actually is being re-released this weekend. So um, it, it's hard to believe I've already rewatched this one through this season. I watch it every Christmas. Uh, it's one of my favorites. This is one of those movies that 
you either love it or you hate it. And, you know, I'm, I fall in the love it category. But, of course, it's like, I don't know, nine different storylines going on. And as the movie progresses, you see where the stories intersect. Um, but just a fun Christmas movie that's about love. Um, and this is one of my favorite performances by Emma Thompson. Um, I, I feel like she's brilliant in this movie. Um, <clears throat> Alan Rickman plays her husband in this one, and he's kind of a bad guy in this movie. And also, Die Hard is being re-released this weekend. It'll be interesting to see how many get out and yeah. support that. Yeah. Uh, and he's definitely the bad guy in that one. Uh, and so, yeah, it's hard to believe this movie was originally released in 1988. And I think I maybe have seen it one more time since then. Probably 10 or 15 years ago. Talking about Die Hard? Yeah, Die Hard. Um, so, you know, Bruce Willis, of course, this was him and his prime back in, you know, when Moonlighting was on TV. That was probably one of the biggest shows of that time for sure. Um, so, yeah, this is the one, you know, we always joke about is this a Christmas movie? But it takes place. He goes to his estranged wife's Christmas party. Um, and they're all, um, under attack by terrorists and it's up to him to save them. So that's why a lot of people consider it a Christmas movie. And now that they're re-releasing it during Christmas. Where's a Santa hat? (laughs) At least a small portion of it. (laughs) And then another new, I mean, newish release this weekend. Um, if you're into musicals, Broadway, they are doing an actual um, taping of Waitress the Musical. They taped it, a Broadway performance, and they're showing it in select theaters throughout the country. Um, it stars Sarah Bareilles uh, in the light lead role. And I don't know if you remember, but many years ago, this was a movie called Waitress about uh, a woman who's kind of bored with her life. She's in a bad marriage. And she sort of rediscovers her love of baking pies, and she's going to enter this contest. And um, it was kind of a cult hit back when it came out. It got a lot of attention for the acting. Carrie Russell was in it. Um, and at some point, it was developed into a musical. And if I recall, I believe Sarah, who's starring in the Broadway version, wrote the songs. So if you're into that and would you know haven't made it, to New York to see the movie on stage or the musical on stage. This is your chance to go to the movies and see it. Sounds like they're they're experimenting with a lot of things coming to the Yeah, I mean, and I love it. I love when they do the re-releases and because some movies are just fun to watch with a crowd. I bet Die Hard really would would yeah. be a good one with the action. I think so too. Um, and then if you're more in the mood to just stay home and stream this weekend. <laughs> um, there are several new movies that are Christmas themed, um, and I've seen all of these. So the first one is Genie. Uh, this is Melissa McCarthy, and it is streaming on Peacock. And um, it's you know she plays a genie. Uh, the person finds the. It's not a bottle. It's more of like a very ornate box that he. He gives to his daughter as a gift, but simply because he forgot to go buy her gift. Um, he is neglecting his family. He's working late, which is why he 
is late to his daughter's birthday party, forgets the gift, shows up with this that he finds somewhere, and of course he's sitting there rubbing on it, and the genie appears. Um, and so he and the genie have to work together to try to get his life back um, because his wife and daughter decide to take some time away from him. So it's I was very I was kind of disappointed in it. It, it should be funny because it's more so McCarthy yeah and it had a few cute moments but um the guy that plays the dad is really good um but and Melissa McCarthy is a great actress but it just wasn't funny I mean I just hate to say it but I would put rate that one probably last of the new ones that are out there family switch uh is one where it's kind of the freaky Friday modern day in this one instead of just the mother and daughter switching bodies it's the whole family so the mother and daughter switch father son the dog and the baby interesting which is really cute um this one is streaming on netflix and um it stars jennifer garner ed helms uh so a great cast rita moreno's in it but um, anyway, just the fun that goes along with something like that. Is that and, like a family one to watch? Yeah, it's a family one, and it's one of those that shows you the importance of family and working together. You know, it's got a good positive message. Um, and then one is probably more for the folks out there that like Hallmark movies. It's called Best Christmas Ever. Um, and this one stars Heather Graham, Jason Biggs, and Brandy, the singer from Mississippi. Um, and this is a story where... A family accidentally goes to uh, a high school, somebody who they're kind of competing with in life, like this family that sends out these great Christmas cards every year of their wonderful life. Well, the family accidentally shows up at their house. And um, anyway, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Um, And then finally, my favorite is the new Eddie Murphy one, Candy Cane Lane. We've seen it. Yeah, I thought it was adorable. adorable. I think this is one that is going to be a classic for everybody to watch every year. I totally agree. It was was truly a family-friendly one, uh, for sure. Um, Well, lots to see, whether you want to get out and do it or you want to sit at home. So thank you for your time, Tanya. All right, you guys stick with us. We've got a little bit more for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. things don't forget you can stream us live we are streaming over at supertalk.fm you can also find us too on the supertalk mississippi app and you can always find us on your local supertalk mississippi radio station but next week you'll find sports talk mississippi which comes on right after good things they're going to be live wednesday at stone's jewelry in tupelo stone's jewelry will have magical christmas savings throughout the entire store stone's will also celebrate sanctuary hospice so make a donation to sanctuary hospice and you'll be registered to win prizes each hour 
hour. Always love when Tanya comes in because I feel like she helps me set the stage for what I'm going to watch this upcoming weekend. I am kind of sad to hear offline. We were talking about the uh, Mark Wahlberg new one, which is streaming on Apple TV or Apple Plus instead of like one I have. I'm very anti. I'm not. I'm not getting a free trial. I'm not doing the whole thing to see something. If it just wasn't, if it's not one of the things we're already paying for, then I guess I just miss sort of out on it. But it looks cute, uh, too, as well, if you hadn't seen that. But I want to go back to the Godzilla minus one. Is that the name of it? Yes. Minus one. Um, I was really taken aback about, so I want to know, has anybody seen it? 601-879-4395. If you are one that has maybe gone out and see it, or maybe you are planning to. We, I guess we were talking about Godzilla here because it was National Godzilla Day or something. I can't remember what brought up Godzilla a couple weeks ago. I don't know. Time's weird. Was it pre-Halloween? Maybe pre-Halloween. It doesn't matter. But kind of got an affection with the lizard, the fact that it's been around for... Seven, since the fifties, yeah. Since the fifties and all the different sort of rend, you know, renditions of it and all the things. And to see that it's still got its little following that's coming out and saying, like, hey guys, this is actually a really good movie that you should get out and maybe see. Makes me want to see it. I don't really want to go to the movies and see it. Sorry, Godzilla, but I don't really want to go to the movies and see anything right now. So there's that. But, um, but. I haven't been to the movies in a minute, but I'm, I'm very tempted to go watch Die Hard on the big screen. Are you? Because yeah. I was three when it came out of the movie theater. You're not taking a three-year-old to see Die Hard. I had no chance. Your parents weren't that cool? <laughs> I did go see... The first movie I ever saw in theaters was Aladdin. Which is... Ah, eh, it's okay. That's okay. The second movie I ever saw in theaters, Jurassic Park. And that's why you've never been back? <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I went from I can show you the world to there's a lawyer on a toilet getting eaten by a T-Rex. <laughs> and it's like right there in your face. <laughs> Yeah, that went. Uh, that was a bit of a bit of a spin there uh, for you. Now, Die Hard would be fun. I think that's one. If it's a date night, both of you could agree that would be a good one to sort of go and and see and sort of celebrate, um, as well as some of the I guess the others out there. But no, the Godzilla one. But you were saying that this is kind of um, the fact that it wasn't a big budget movie for it to be getting the kind of praise. Not at all. It's it already was. almost tripled its budget. It, they made this movie for fifteen million. U.S. dollars, and it's a Japanese film. It it's made and produced in Japan, and because it's made almost forty-five million dollars, forty-five, yeah, forty-five million dollars, that makes it the highest-grossing Japanese movie in U.S. history. And it kind of pokes fun at all of Hollywood because, from everything I've seen, they made a really good Godzilla movie with incredible special effects, good acting, great sets. Wonderful locations for $15 million, which, yeah, that's a lot of money. But compare that to the the amount of money that Disney's spending on making every single Marvel movie. And the CGI in every Marvel movie seems to get worse and worse every single time. Mm -hmm. I agree. Like, you go back and look at the CGI from Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean. Davy Jones with the the octopus tentacle. Like, that looked really, it looked realistic, and it was CGI. Now you go look at some of these CGI things, it's like, what are y'all doing? Speaking of him. You got better computers, more, how is this bad? Oh, are they not making another Pirates of the Caribbean? Aren't they they supposed to come back? Uh, I think Johnny Depp kind of told them, you know what? I'm done. What? And without him, you can't really do Pirates. Well, that's unfortunate. He needs, they need to wrap wrap it up william needs to come back see i got who do i 
Who do I send my Karen letter to? Who do I? <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't he cursed? Like, he's got Davy Jones's curse now, doesn't he? But they need to figure out how to, like, he needs to, he needs to figure out how to break it, right? Like, you got to find the, I don't know, we need a, the whole. Uh, well, Davy Jones could even figure out how to break it. Well. That was one of the funniest scenes of all time when they're panning, like, they got boots on sand, boots on the beach, boots on the beach, and then Davy Jones is standing in a bucket of water because he's not allowed to be on land. Someone said the first movie I can remember seeing is a drive-in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, which wow. I do believe that Wonka's coming out next week. I think so, yeah. That uh, would be a Tanya question, but I know it's not out yet. Like the third or fourth iteration. But, and it's supposed to be, uh, people are really. That's the one with Hugh Grant playing, Willy Won- playing the Oompa Loompa, right? I don't think it's. I think they got Hugh Grant playing the Oompa Loompas. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. That's definitely a. A take on the the concept. It would be hard. I would rather be in a movie that nobody thought would do well and then did great than be in a movie everybody thinks is going to be amazing and then you don't live up to the expectation. Because, you know, I have a laundry list of movies I'm waiting to get I'm like, which one has the highest expectations? I'm going to put that at the bottom of my list of movies to be in. But the ones that had the low expectations, let's just go on and, and sort of start there. But people just have... St- Strong ideas of the way things should should and shouldn't go, but don't go anywhere. You got more things coming up next with Sports Talk Mississippi right here from three to six. Rhino and I'll meet you back here Monday at two. But until then, we hope you all find time for the good things. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.